Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Old Hollywood Realness. I am your host, Philip Estrada, with my co-host... Kathleen Knoll. That's right. And today we're <laughs> going to be reviewing this movie that we just watched, Neptune's Daughter. Yes, yes. Another great epic uh, MGM musical, a swimming musical, as a matter of fact. So it stars Esther Williams. And yes. her love interest in the movies, Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. Early, early Ricardo, way before his days in the... Uh, wasn't he in Fantasy Island? I believe so, yes. Uh, when he was a little older. Yeah. More so he's Silver Fox. He's young, a lot younger here. Young and sexy and going. Tall, dark, and handsome, going. quite literally. Yeah. Yep. Um, co-hosting uh, Betty Garrett and Red Skelton. And he, um, of course, Red Skelton. Full effect. Yes. In high, highest form in his comedy. He was a very popular, very physical comedian yeah. back in the uh, 40s and 50s. He's on fire in this movie. For sure. Um, 1949, and directed by Edward Bedell, who I'm not actually familiar with personally, but I'd be interested to see whether he's key to the director. Yeah. And the costumes of this movie are by the incomparable Irene, who is yeah. a studio customer for really, mm-hmm. really a wonderful stuff. So let's just jump right into it. All right! <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very... Um, uh, another typical sort of madcap kind of crazy story where there's a lot of there's a lot going on. It's very very quick paced. Yeah. Um, we even found it to be it was there's a lot going on. This is very fast. There's there's a lot of action and storyline being thrown at you from sort of all directions. Yeah. And it's your standard love story, mistaken identity, mistaken identity, and you know. all the hijinks that ensue with that. And of course, our uh, leading lady as well as her younger sister are just hell bent on marriage. It's it seems to be the ultimate quest of the of the end of the sort of end goal of this movie was well, marriage. especially for Betty Garrett's character. She was yes. like, she wants to get she wants to get married, she wants to get laid. ASAP. Yes. Once again Betty <laughs> Betty Garrett is playing a very, very <laughs> horny <laughs> very excited, very bubbly character. And uh, she's actually in this movie. Her character is Esther Williams' little sister, and it's very interesting. They really um, show this a lot in um, her costuming and hair choices. They have her the first scene. She's in pigtails. Yeah. She's pretty much got ponytails the entire time. Lots very of white, lots of white trim. Yeah, and uh, yeah, very adorable. Okay, so the movie basically opens up with um, a wonderful. The title cards are adorable with these. Very almost slightly creepy fashion sketches with yes. these giant heads, these very like giant like doll heads with like giant yes. eyelashes. It's a little yes. creepy. It's pretty creepy, it's, kind of in like a small world ride yeah. kind of way. Yeah, um, very date in that sense of like uh, like Mary Blair artistry and sort of early Disney. Kind of um, nervous, and then there's a lot of this like South American music. Um, one of a very popular South American band leader at the time, Xavier Cugat, uh, makes an appearance. He even has his own nightclub in this movie. That's yes, very so interesting. He's a side character that keeps coming back in this movie, which is great. Um, so um, 
basically there's a lot of the beginning of the movie is all exposition from the point of view of the of her future business partner who talks about how he met her at a swim meet and sort of kind of stalked her a little yeah. bit, which I guess was like, I don't like it for him and her, but somehow he's in her house. And I was like, okay, cool. So they must, it must not be as creepy as it sounds, but he yeah. first introduces himself, which I think is interesting. It's a very um, interesting, almost like a fatherly role. Like he sees this, this girl who's sort of ahead of the pack. She's competitive swimming and she's beautiful. And so he, becomes fast, you know, he's ex- expositions in the first 30 seconds about how he's so fascinated with her and basically offers her the, the chance of a lifetime to uh, design, be a, be a swimwear designer and design yeah. and make her own swimwear, um, model and designer, be a spokesmodel, designer, business lady, everything. And uh, it, it looked pretty dreamy. If you're yeah. somebody who maybe doesn't work in the fashion industry or aspired to, for that, that when you were a kid, this would have been like your ultimate fantasy, I think. Um, which was great. So basically, she eventually relents and accepts, and then there's a nice little like cutaways and montage of like how the business grew really fast. And at one point, I love the fact that she was literally draping fabric on herself. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, there's these wonderful like, shots of her standing in a swimwear and doing her own sort of fitting, on. and it was wonderful. It was actually, kind of, it was actually like the swimsuit that she like quickly draped. I was like, it's really cute. Yeah. I'm like, clearly, I was like, they actually little rehearsal on that. Mm-hmm. It would have been a mess. But, Irene's like, okay, so it goes like this. We're gonna put a little thread loop at the neckline. So yeah, it'll just happen. Just, yeah. Mysteriously, it like ends up looking amazing. Old Hollywood oh, magic. I know. Awesome. <laughs> so then it then it becomes like a, a you know your standard timeline movie. So we're about the many fast pace fast forwarding. Right. And, um, it's basically you introduce Betty Garrett's character of like the sister who's a poonhound and it's just she just wants to fall in love, fall in love, fall in love, which I think is you know pretty hard. Where every yes. every female character in a movie was just like let's fall in love. Yeah, as fast as possible. Late forties is a very interesting <laughs> time. It's that transition, like after World War II, but not quite the fifties. And apparently there was Latin fever and marriage fever, mm-hmm. and it's really shown quite a lot in a lot of these musicals and uh, these giant sort of epic productions. Yeah. And of course, now that now that this at this point, when Mr. Williams is the is the um, businesswoman of the you know oh, yes. mogul, yes. she is in. Taylor oh my goodness, and they want to let you know it through too. how she is dressed, yeah, because so it's almost like, you know, they have her in these beautifully tailored suits, but they're all in sort of like neutral colors, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think that in some way it's like they're really trying to make this obviously glamorous, obviously beautiful, like, woman sort of business lady. She's business like business. And yeah. uh, and it's just really it's it's kind of funny because you know it's like she still looks like a clearly a beautiful woman in a oh, nice suit, totally. but um but I really loved it. I I thought it was really cool how they showed her. She had her beautiful office and she would do her sketches and then she had her it models come great. in. I, 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 I love the, the the way that they did the sets and uh, almost like even the props they used a lot. Of, there was like totally yes. they pulled vintage ads like they pulled ads of the day that were like swimsuit ads yeah. and we saw them in the background which I thought was really cute and then there was like there I think even one point in another scene there was like a, um, a drawing table which they had clearly had costume sketches from the movies or even yeah. just they had people from the costume department. It was really delightful sketches, to see. So it was actually kind of cool. We're like, oh, it's a door. I think there's also references in other movies where they use fashion designers to mm-hmm. use like the costumes and sketches in it which I thought was a nice which is always It's a always nice a nice touch. touch. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, and I thought it was really interesting too. So there's this for some reason this South American polo team is in town. Yeah, some I, I 
it might maybe why I was taking notes during that point, but basically I think there's a the whole storyline is a South American polo team is doing like a game at some point, so the business partner was like, We need to get in on this action, be great for yep. publicity, all of that jazz. Yeah. And that's where you get the which I'm not really sure how that is because it's not this is not water polo, y'all. This is just regular old rich people polo. Okay? So like it, yeah. hey. But I mean it's just a very interesting how this guy who's her business manager is like, you know, we've got this polo playing team in town from South America. I think it would be such a great photo op if you were to go there and, you know, get your picture yeah. taken. We couldn't really I couldn't figure that out. I mean, but it was, hey. It's just it can be a matter of yeah. convenience. They're like, we need a polo team. We need it so delicious. Yep. Um, so they introduced the polo team um, and Ricardo Montalban's character. Who's and the captain? He's the captain. And not a bad looking captain. Who is clearly South American because his name is Jose O'Rourke. Well, I was, I was, I was literally, I think halfway through I the movie, I was understand. like, wait a second, O'Rourke is not at all. <laughs> South America. Like, is this like, is he like of Irish extraction? You know what I think it is? I think it's because in the end he's going to be marrying a white woman, and that way she won't sound too Latin. <laughs> putting it out there. Okay, good old fashioned like, racism. racism. <laughs> Just like he wanted to be Latin, he wanted to be Latin, but not, not too Latin. Latin. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, we're those characters are um, those characters are introduced, and Red Skelton's characters. Um, introduced as the masseuse of the mm -hmm. team, and Ricardo Montalban, I guess, gets some sort of injury to his shoulder, and then they have eventually um, Red Skelton has to be giving a shirtless, a shirtless massage to. Like I'm getting all tongue tied about it because oh, it's yeah. just well, like like they show Ricardo Montalban shirtless. And Philip needed a moment. I was just, come on, guys. take a moment. Let, okay, let's take a moment for because when you see shirtless guys from this period, it's not a good. Sometimes no, it's just like not oh, always that's good. Not as nice. But Ricardo Montalban shirtless. His natural beauty. Take 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 your time. Watch it in silence. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. It's a nice balance. Pour yourself a glass of rose. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I was like, well, or perhaps a margarita. <laughs> margarita. Yes. I was like, all right, good for you, Ricardo Montalban, just doing those, you know, workout stuff. And it's funny. I have to. I have to also interject that. Um. Right before before this scene was we we see that that Betty. Her oh, yeah. sister is practically coming all over herself <laughs> with the idea that there's going to be an entire polo team for her to go mm -hmm. and see. Yeah, she it's did not. Ridiculous. She was, she was, I think that she. I think the fact that she was not um, concerned with which polo player no. she was going to be she dating. Was, she, she all just was of like them. any of them. She just give me yes. one. Give them. Like, yes. Like, it's her, yeah. <laughs> put them. Put them in me. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. It was a little ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so shirtless Ricardo Montalban was great. And then um, apparently, and then for some reason, Betty Garrett just goes ahead of the schedule and goes to right. meet, the, uh, meet the polo team. Because she's so DTF. <laughs> she's like, Can I wait? She's like, give me that polo. <laughs> give me that polo, dude. <laughs> so, um, so she ends up. She ends up knocking out Red Skelton and just confuses him and thinks that he's a work for some reason, which I thought was, I was like, well, that's going to be. Well, you know, he's got red hair, he's tall. Yeah, he's clearly you know. <laughs> He's a rook. He's a rook, right? That's, that's more a rook. He's more a rook than all day, but meh. And I think, she didn't really, she didn't really care. And she he didn't really care either because it, it was actually a, a wonderful balance of uh, two white people who do not know how to use <laughs> Spanish language at all. It was And great. so it was, it was actually kind of funny in the sense that they really did make fun of the fact that they were so ignorant. It was and like, bad. it's like their ignorance sort of brought them together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was pretty funny. And you actually, it's, it's really, 
you're actually really watching two amazing physical comedians really, who are absolutely brilliant together. Before. Like it just, it was one after another. We were laughing the whole time in their scenes <laughs> together because it was, they were so physical and so expressive so, and, um, and they're just a wonderful combination together. So much so, energy. Um, so basically she, she just from that moment assumes that he's a work and then apparently um, Red Skelton's is just like, all right, I guess I'm a work. And so he goes with it, which I think is great. I think there's, there's some wonderful one-liners in that too, where Betty, um, Betty, Jesus, why can I not remember? Really? Betty Garrett is like, yes. she's just like, she's like, that. Wow, she's like, this is my new boyfriend, and um, you know, she just feels really bad. She, I don't know, she, she was just hilarious, absolutely, actually, really funny. It was great. Um, uh, yeah. Let's see. So then after that, they basically, um, Betty Garrett just hosts him at her house. Right. Um, she wants to seduce him in a way, and she wears like, and so this is when we start getting oh, like, yeah. a really good, clothes. really cute outfit. I mean, here. some really. This is like, like there's just one after another. So yeah. Betty Garrett's wearing this amazing white, like the top, like a white blouse, white bodice on the skirt or on the dress with like a green skirt. That's a high low hem, actually, right. like a modest high low hem, and, and it's then almost the whole, like a circle, like yeah, a three quarter circle, yeah. maybe, and it's, but it's like beautifully draped, and yeah, yeah it's. And it's it's all polka dots, this, but then it's got like sequins on it, like yeah. clear so sequins. The, so the skirt is white polka dot, and then the polka dots were sequined, and I was just like, yes, queen, please. <laughs> I mean, I was just, I thought it was gorgeous. Anytime she moved, but I like, hit it, I was like, it was cute because it was almost like a day look, but it was an evening look. Yeah, it was. I think it was to say that she was younger and a little bit more. Yeah. It wasn't as like serious evening wear. Yeah. But it was and I think that's too, that yeah, it's very, um, it's sort of, uh, I don't, and I may not mean this in a bad way, but like formulaic, she's the ingenue, but mm -hmm. she's the bubbly kind of kooky ingenue. And you really see a lot, like, I don't think there's one outfit that she doesn't wear with white. There's a lot yeah, of white lot trimming of on her. her. It's a lot of white. And then the polka dots, which kind of give that air of zaniness and movement. But then she's also like the elegance of what she was wearing, like the drape and the cut was beautiful really? and yeah. had like a white lining inside so in, in the skirt so and there, when she does get very physical and she does and in, in a lot of her stuff and twirls you can really see that pop of like contrast yeah. um yeah and of course a little ponytail always like, with a ponytail yeah, so basic so then um yeah so um skelton comes over and he's dressed in like this absurd gaucho, full gaucho. Outfit, which I thought was amazing. We, we went full gaucho on this guy. And of course, he does all kind of like physical comedy with the with the yes, outfit. With, with the, the outfit. Belt, he has this whole moment. I think he has this whole moment where they're cuddling on the couch, and like somehow she was listening to an instructional record on Spanish, <laughs> and so he pretending <laughs> that he lip syncing. <laughs> and she doesn't know what any of the words mean. So at some point it's like, you know, fry it up with bread and butter, and, you know, or, you know, sort of loosely translating. And, you know, and he's just, she's like, oh, that's so romantic. Because yeah. <laughs> at some part we did hear Montequilla, we heard frijoles. Yeah, we learned a lot of words that we even know. We were like, hold up. <laughs> I just love that she looks so romantic. She's like, say it again, frijoles. <laughs> I was like, honey, I don't think you realize you're being, you know, how you're being seduced, <laughs> um, which was, it ended up being really, yeah. really super funny scene. And then, um, even with the, of course, the old, the, you know, the hilarious punchline of like the record ends, and she's turned over and she yes. had no idea what the hell, it was <laughs> one of the perfect punchline to end that scene. <laughs> the look on her face. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. When that record said, Please turn over. And that look on her face was a modern day joy. Because, so 
even you can watch that now and be like, oh. <laughs> still holds up. Still up. She okay. looks at that camera like, what? <laughs> In an adult way. <laughs> yeah. um, so then eventually they're like, let's head out. Let's, of course, hit the town. And then so it cuts to the Xavier Cougat band, oh, which yes. I think is so funny. I was actually writing that I wrote this down late, later because there's these sort of like, which we can get to. But basically, I just love that these movies have there's a lot of these movies in the period where they have like these band leaders yeah that just like pop up in these movies and they're not right. really part of the storyline yeah but they are they're sort of just like like kind of like shoehorned in shoehorned in some famous people yeah, yeah but i think it's always really cool because i was like oh this was probably i mean this if you think about it it's almost like mtv for oh, right. the 40s because yeah. they didn't have any way to really see these people outside of yeah they had no music their, videos yeah. right or outside of going to see them on their tour to bring right. them on tour it's an easy way to see them so i yeah. think that it was like i mean these were their rock know. stars and this was their pop music yeah. so, so it's actually really yeah. funny to see that and i think that there's a lot of references to people make references like i don't understand how these movies are made and like oh because we're you're literally like kipping together these movies to be yeah. like, oh, okay we need to just somehow get this big star into this movie and yeah like so they write these like they give them like a reason to be there which i mm-hmm. think was that that the savior club the kugats club kept being like the place where they would go yep and nobody really knows cool. how to shoehorn in the glamour and <laughs> scenery chewing like metro golden air <laughs> yeah so the so yeah the band and then they um you know they the band was actually really cute. They had a wonderful dance number, like quick dance number. Yeah. And with like ruffles and stripes. And I'm like, I need a reason to make one of those. Like oh, old yeah. school Mary like I don't know if it's mariachi, but those Latin band yes. band costumes yeah. where it's like the full sleeve the full of ruffles. ruffles that are just, like, and there's so much guy, movement. And it's on yeah. a guy for some reason. He's got yeah. super tight pants and then the ruffly shirt. I'm like ruffle sleeve shirt. I'm and like, they're just going at it with yeah. the maracas. I'm like, I need a reason to make yeah. one of those. Or wear one of those. Yeah, sure. Both. You know, just Monday morning meetings. We need to. I think that's show what I, yeah. That's shirt. what I call an icebreaker. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fuck a latte. And, and I have, just, look at my fucking ruffles, bitch. Yeah, and just never address it. No, not at all. Yeah. If anything, just go. Ay ay ay. Ay ay ay. So, um, and then of course they do a lot. Um, uh, Xavier Cougat somehow talks um, Red Skelton into singing a song. Yes. Um, by fate, uh, by. Red Skelton pretending he knows Spanish. Yes. As Xavier Cougat seamlessly speaks to him in Spanish, um, he just, uh, it's like deer in headlights, and Red Skelton just says, see, to everything. And at some point, Xavier Cougat's like, oh my goodness, I did not know you could play every single instrument in the band. And, and so, I love that he never, never questioned it. Never nope. questioned it once. Not at like, all. Are you sure you speak Spanish? Because you look like an Irishman. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> you look like an Irishman, get dressed like a gaucho. And a gaucho I guess fashion. he bought the ruse, too. Like, okay. <laughs> so Garrett sings a wonderful, cute song about loving these men that go bang, bang, and all that stuff. I thought it was a cute little It was very cute. And you really saw her, like, the costume that she was wearing, that outfit with the green polka dots. It's just on point. She's spinning around, and it just... It, it's so like liquid and it's, yeah. it's gorgeous and yeah um and then uh let's see so then um the night ends and she sneaks home and runs into her sister and she's wearing this amazing fur coat yeah. which apparently she's oh yeah her sister, which I'm yeah like, it was one of those like that those it's like a capelet and it's like yeah. these long loops at the arm mm-hmm. but it yeah. must have been like white ermine or white Probably, or something or like that not rabbit yeah, something, well, yeah, something, something, yeah. something equally horrifying. Yeah, when you think about it, but it was. This was a very fur-heavy era, though. This, like yeah. people loved their furs back in like the late forties. It was 50s. a sign of wealth. And a yeah, sign of yeah, definitely. Sign. So it's like you weren't a woman. 
Exactly. Yeah, for sure. The fur and diamonds. Of, the fur was interesting. I like the Very shape interesting. of it. It was really cool. Yeah. Okay, so there was a lot of, you could definitely tell this was that transitional period from the 40s into the 50s. This this movie came out in 1949, and you really kind of see that there's like, it's still heavy in the shoulder pads of the mm -hmm. 40s, but then we're starting to see more of the long, sweeping, almost like circle-cut skirts, skirt, yeah. and, and that fuller silhouette that, that you later see like that's just every day in the 50s. So it's that beautiful kind of transition, and, and it's all festooned with like diamonds and furs and, yeah. and just a lot of glamour. It's really quite beautiful. I like it. Yeah, it was nice. And I like that there wasn't a lot of like super heavy jewelry or super no. heavy it was a little yeah. bit. You just it was kind more of believable. sparkle. It was believable. Yeah, it was really believable. Mm -hmm. Um and then of course she runs into Esther who's wearing actually like I was like I had to make note of that. Oh my gosh, who's lounging about in, I think they called them a penwall? I mean, it was like lilac chiffon silkiness. Full-length full nightgown with with a um, sheer robe that went on top of it, which I was like, that's, it was like a, it was like it cut was on a circle. Gorgeous. It was like a, the whole bodice of the, the top of the, the robe. It was, so it was basically a circle with sleeves and it was high-low cut. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, I was like, so I really love the high-low cut in this movie, but I was like, I was just taking note of that. I was like, that's a cute little cry. I mean, it was like probably waist leg to the front, yeah. and in the back it kind of covered her bum. And I was yeah, like, okay, it was, and it was like, so really floaty and gorgeous. Shape. Yeah, like, and the color was really nice. Yeah, it was nice that it was all one color, and yeah. you just had texture the levels with the sheerness. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, and then so that and basically the night ends, um, of course, with Esther giving um, Betty a piece of cream. Yeah. You know, because of older sisters. Right. Have to. <laughs> She's got to be the sensible older sister business lady <laughs> with her horny, I can't wait I to get married, man, I'm so man-crazy man man little sister. <laughs> You're like, got to control that man here. She's going to get into trouble. Um, okay, so then basically it cuts to Esther giving a factory tour in an adorable, yes, this yeah. adorable, so it's the next like, day. strong shoulder blouse <laughs> yes, with and, an and asymmetrical we, front. Yes. I thought it, it was amazing. It was like a, almost like a goldenrod, like mustard yeah, color with, with like, like little dots. dots. And um, yeah. so they have there in this very, you know, it's, it's again very warm color um, with a tiny little collar. Mm -hmm. All but she's always very buttoned up, yeah. and she's got her smart like. And again, another transitional silhouette is that pencil skirt that's really kind of going into like the more tapered shape of like the pencil skirts of the yeah. '50s. You see her in that, and um, and it's actually kind of interesting because I'm thinking, wow, like. Her factory apparently is connected to her office and her good. showroom, yeah. which is also a pool. Yeah, so like she's it got was it all. really amazing. She's a vertical operation. So it's what totally they call it in the industry. Vertical, vertical. Yes. She's, she's just a, like she creates her own fabric. Yep. Apparently they loom their they knit their own fabric. They cut they do all the yep. um, cut and sew on the premises. All the cut and sew, all and the, the fittings lining, and the modeling. And like, right. And Jesus. then the and then the professional display modeling with a yes. floor show. Which it's just was, insane. Actually it was funny because they actually showed parts of it where they do like the cutting where it's the Multiply cutting and stuff. Right. And it's those techniques are still being There's, used yeah. in factories today, which I was I thinking was, the same I was thing. Like, this is actually kind of accurate. Yeah, well, now. I was thinking that. I was like, she's giving a rather impressive factory yeah. tour on like, this shit is actually kind of accurate. And yeah. if you look at it, a lot of factories still look like that today. The machinery, um, the people sewing, the people yes. cutting with the big knives. I mean, and she she was actually very well spoken and detailed. And yeah. I mean, you could learn something from those few minutes. I wonder if that was a location sugar if they just kind of like breathe. I believe, I don't see why it wouldn't have been. Why would you, I mean, that, LA, well, sure maybe it was a coal of California because she was partnering oh, yeah. 
uh, last night we read up about this in the wonderful autobiography Million Dollar Mermaid, co-wrote by Esther Williams, and we learned that um, she actually partnered with Coal of California during the making of this movie. Yep. And so yeah. many of the swimsuits that you see in uh, different scenes and almost every suit that she wears um, were created by Coal of California um, in an effort to test a, a little something that eventually became Lycra. And I, um, I thought that was yeah. really interesting, and it super interesting. Like a really, it made her into a really smart cookie that she was like seeing, because yes. in the book she was saying that she knew that she couldn't last forever as a, as a movie star, so she had to find a way to make it, make it, make money on her own outside mm-hmm. of the movie industry, and she brokered her own like licensing deal yes. outside of the studio system that where she would actually get the money as opposed to the studio right. getting money. Which was unheard which, of for a contracted yeah. star and she was at that time. And, and she ended up, the, the deal was worth as much as she would have made at the studio for a year, which I thought was okay. And this really was an amazing thing. This was a, for a pretty much a milestone at that point because um, if you were under contract to a movie, um, a movie company uh, like MGM, um, you part of your job was if, if a company if wanted if you were if you were has Colgate wanted to use your face, mm-hmm. they used your face. Yeah. You did a commercial for them. You did not see any of that money. Yeah, that was just part of your yeah. contract. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she negotiated something outside of this of her movie contract was very kind of scandalous at the time. Yeah. And, I mean, um, I'm sure it wasn't easy for her to do mm-hmm. that at all. And um, the book, she goes into detail about how like the whole thing of like getting Louis B. Mayer to approve all of this. It's, it's fascinating. It's, it's like, very fascinating. fascinating. Like, Great okay, read. So the woman lived a very interesting life, but, um, but yeah. And it, and it really gave a lot of in, um, insight into the movie when we were watching it. Oh, I did actually point, want to point out back to the factory tour. There's an extra in the factory tour who's wearing a gray suit with a topped on white, a red sash, almost like a sash on one side of the panel of the um, the suit, and uh-huh. a gigantic, like I'm not kidding, like a saucer sized jeweled brooch where she looks like some sort of like embassy official, like some sort of nice. like. And I was just like, whoever dressed the extra really was just like, we are going there. We're doing red sash on this jacket with a giant brush. I was like, well, maybe um, she was giving a tour of the ambassadors of South America. It was a woman's suit. It was like a woman in a suit. And I was like, this Fabulous. is kind of amazing. And why am I not dressed? Well, I need giant brooches. I need saucer-sized brooches. I need more beautifully tailored suits in my <laughs> life. Like, yeah, right. Um, so then after the so um, after the tour, there's um, after the tour, they're like, well, we're going to show you the new collection, and of course, the fashion show is around a pool on a pool and a giant rock formation oh my gosh. behind the pool. It, let's just say this is her showroom. Holy <laughs> Jesus Louisa. It was amazing. But I do love those. I do want to love when they show have those fashion shows in the movies where it's like the models are so far away from the audience that you're just like they can't really see anything that no these detail. models are wearing. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. And I because a lot of these theater movies do that too where they'll have these like Football stadium sized sets, and then an audience is supposed to see all of this action that's <laughs> happening. I'm like, no one's seen. Like, if, if there's not, the camera is panning. People are yeah. which I think is hilarious. So I love when they do those sort of like oversized, sort of like fashion runway shows. It's so yeah. Funny. And it, it also, was really funny. They had like the fake rocks, mm-hmm. and you could see that there were people sitting in like an audience, yeah. all dressed like they were going to like a fashion show, like something in New York or Paris. But there's these 
rocks with these girls like coming out of places and yeah. and they looked really cute actually I thought this one was really cute I love that they I always love in the I love any vintage references to fashion shows where they name yes. the styles where they're like Christmas glamour oh like, right oh I already wrote that down because <laughs> right there was there was the ballerina and the sarong the ballerina the sarong but my one. favorite was the panty wave <laughs> which I don't know what the fuck that was called. Like, that dated itself. It, but it, it was, was like the bloomer. It was like a diaper. It was. It was, it was like the diaper. diaper. And then she had like, it was like suspenders. Black yeah. diaper with suspenders and like a white top. It didn't really look like a bathing suit at all. No, but I could totally like see some hipster wearing that in like Williamsburg with a floppy hat though. It was kind of like a romper yeah. thing. I did like know? that most of the models in their, in their swimsuits had. Almost every single one had a they were yes. all wearing oh, they were all like, wearing you know, heels. Yeah, except yeah. for the one who was the sporty Olympian one. Yes, which, sporty Olympian, which had a giant flower on it. Yeah, a giant like flower, and what almost looked like this, beads, like like beads is strapped. Yeah, it was like I'm the swimsuit sure. for the sporty woman. I was like, she ain't racing. You ain't racing in that, honey. Yeah. What are you racing? And, what are you racing? Of course, and then of course the last, the last final gap, the last final gap. Last final uh, swimsuit Ta-da! was Esther Williams at the very top crimson, of the mountain, crimson red. Oh, it was and great! And then she does this like amazing. Oh no, it was white. White. Was it, was white? It, it was the white suit in that oh, one. Oh right, it was white. She's and in this she, amazing yeah. white suit, and then she swan dives oh, from the top gosh. of the mountain and, and splashes down in it, and she looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And then gets out, and oh, who's there? Creepy ass Ricardo Montalban. He's like, hey, lady. Well, I mean, he was kind of being a creeper <laughs> earlier because he like creeper. he was like creeping on her in the in the, in the tour, tour. Yeah. he's so. trying to find her and then he's like trying to get all up on her right there and she's like why don't you meet me after i change <laughs> and then we see her back in he goes back to her office she's back in her office like nothing happened <laughs> i know i, I, I noted mean, that too where i was just like back in her shit. yellow polka dots yes. like she just came fresh off the factory took the same hair record time like, she right. was in she was in full <laughs> hair and makeup in record time after like going fully under the water which i thought was like there's definitely a few times in this movie where it's like oh we'll meet in an hour and somehow a lot of shit happens in an hour and then yet you're flawless <laughs> in an magic hour of Hollywood, i'll tell you that much and then office was actually really really amazing she even had amazing a fish office. tank in her desk built into her desk with I a mean, fish tank which it, yeah. i love that they actually had to make ricardo much be like hey can you do something with this fish tank because we paid a lot for it so yes. we need to get this much I mean, it was, it's honestly her, if you watch this movie, it's one of those, if you're a little kid, you went, when I grow up, I want to be a swimwear designer. This is exactly what it would have looked like. Exactly what you would, the life you would have lived. It's clearly a child's, it's a child's history. And honestly, as somebody who does work in the industry, it looks fucking dreamy. I I would take that in a New York minute. It looks wonderful. It looks like a wonderful, happy world that I would never want to (laughs) leave. And I would never want to marry anyone to take me away from that. Yeah. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Um, so then, so basically there's this whole, there's this whole like broker deal basically where she meets him, he's O'Rourke and she thinks that she's, oh, yeah. he's the O'Rourke that Betty's dating. So he brokers a deal that he won't date Betty if she dates him. So it's a whole yes. weird, creepy. Uh, the mismatched identity yeah. confusion now stumbles into this. It's not creepy so much as it is just him taking advantage of an opportunity he's not a good for Right, I exactly. Right. I was like, good for you. Thinking on the fly. Yeah. Because... <laughs> See, the minute that she meets him and hears his name, she's like, I know you're the one who's creeping up on my sister, but she doesn't know it's like, she hasn't seen Ren Skelton or anything. She just knows this dude's name. And so she's already like, you know, back away. I back away with your creepy Latin oiliness. I'm not into it. Got him into it, but I'm not into it. it. I don't want to take shit away from my sister. 
It's, yeah. But somehow she agrees to go on, like, a car date with him, and, and this is... I mean, the cut to the car date. Cut to the car date. And it's just Esther Williams from the shoulders up, and all you see is a polka, is a lace, a sequin black lace veil, and I was like, okay. Polka dot with sequin. I was, yeah, at this point, I was like, I need to get me some polka dot and fabric. Some and jewels in her sequins. hair, and jewels. Yeah. Jewels, diamonds. Totally. She looks so good. And I, literally, I was like, I have to get some polka dots in my life, and I have to sequin them, and I have to do something with them. I don't know what I have to do. I have to find some girl and literally just wrap her in polka dot sequins, because I'm living for it at this point. I could not get enough. She looked absolutely yeah. beautiful, and she there, and it's a, obviously a very dry date. She just she's like robotically giving him like a tour That's guide sure. sort of thing, and he couldn't look more bo- more bored. She, it's just total boner down moment. <laughs> Yeah, and he lets her know, hey, you're pretty boring. Yeah. I got to go check on my pony. No, seriously, I got to go and check on my pony. he looked amazing, too. He, he looked amazing in the car because he had a white tuxedo, which I'm like, a white dinner jacket. Yeah, on, the white dinner jacket with the black it. pants. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. But then they get to the they get to the stable, and he gets out of the car, and you're just like, you it all. It's, a, it's a cropped white tuxedo yeah. jacket. Even better. I was like, which, by the way, oh, he pulls off like, beautifully. Woo! Yeah. He's got the, he cuts a mean figure. In it, it really did highlight his. He has a wonderful figure. He's, got, he's just just very very yeah. handsome. Very, it makes you yeah. remember that massage scene where you're like, uh huh, I know what's under there. Scandalous. Okay, so then at this point, our good friend. So he like does something where he like talks to his um his little stable guys, and he's like, yeah. I'll play some music for us to, like, set the mood. And at that point, that's when we realized that his his little buddy, who is literally speaking like Speedy Gonzalez, yes. is, is Speedy Gonzalez. It's Mel Blanc. It's Mel, Mel Blanc. has been was, in here the whole time, we and we were just always like, huh, that guy's putting on, like, this super annoying, oh, it's, super it's, offensive, Mexican, offensive accent. Mexican accent. And then we were like, you know, it really kind of, oh my god, it's Mel Blanc. <laughs> yeah, and so, so good, that was though. pretty cool. Then, then it Actually, wait, then we were into it. Yeah, we like, okay. We're like, all right, you're cool. You know, and he was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Um, and then at then this he comes point, back outside, and Esther Williams and got out of that she car. She got out of the car. Let's just say she oh, got out of the car, we and you have to pause the movie at this point because Esther Williams gets out of the car, full length the gown, black gown ombres to a oh. crimson scarlet red at the bottom I nearly lost my mind it, it, was, it was amazing so gorgeous we were not expecting that what this gown I mean I had seen this movie before and mm-hmm. somehow I had forgotten apparently the first time I saw it I had a brain aneurysm and for, it was the dress was so gorgeous I forgot how pretty maybe it was maybe it wasn't on TV maybe they just cut it maybe they I cropped it know. where you couldn't see I don't the bottom know, but it was I had forgotten about that gown and maybe I wasn't maybe I wasn't mature enough to appreciate it maybe yeah maybe yeah, or you never know if you watched on TV they could have cut that scene <laughs> but it was amazing I, I mean uh, where has that dress been all of our lives then she started moving, and it revealed a hot, like a bright red, like it, like, oh a, my hot, God. like a fuchsia pink color. Yes, it was like this tonal like red. Oh my, it, I, I was like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to dig up Irene from her grave and just congratulate her on how amazing that gown was. It, it, it really was, was so stunning. I mean, even in, as far as even I just to desecrate yeah. her grave. To tell her how amazing that gown was <laughs> and shake her bones and be like, when. You get that idea. Um, okay. 
everybody's on board with my idea. It's cool. No, it's okay. So basically, no, really. I mean, yeah. even even as far as like even our like I think of like standout costumes from like our really iconic movies forgot. we love. That that's a that's a stunner. Yeah, like it, was it really was stunning, stunning, outstanding. And it fit her Jesus. so beautifully. But yeah, it was one yeah. of those again that really transitional silhouette where um, you know it was and, and they do this a lot on Esther Williams. They do like spaghetti straps or sort of strapless mm-hmm. numbers, and she almost had like I'm almost like like triangle shape like at the yeah, top, very, little V-neck, yeah. but then it and it's fitted to the waist, but then it's just gracefully flares out to the yeah. floor and it's just sweeping in that like almost 1950s mm-hmm. full skirt thing. And they love their contrast shape. petticoats back very then. Very simple yeah. shape, very simple detail on mm-hmm. the garment, but it was like it was they, so flattering. It was like they let they're like okay, we're gonna sequin the shit out of this and ombre it, and yeah. that's what's gonna be. It's not gonna be about folds. It's not gonna be about pleats. It's gonna be about color and tech, like just the color. color and the texture because oh, that sparkle it was, it was like it was like tone on tone yeah. sparkle it was there was a lot of that tonalness they like so I started beautiful. seeing that throughout her whole wardrobe palette is very tonal yeah. or very you know they have her in black or red but otherwise outside of that it's like a lot of these like muted browns mm-hmm. the yellow was was also very muted everything is quite muted on her but then with this like subtle sparkle it's, yeah it wasn't pure tone yeah it was like almost like a little bit of a different it wasn't yeah. like, it was so that she wasn't in like prismatic colors or right something. she was in sort of like a very like she was in sort of like an off shade. Yeah, it was, it was like, very so it off and kind of neutral. She didn't look like a cartoon. Yeah, great. I thought it was made her look very mature. It's made mature, her look very, exactly. Like, and I think that was the thing too. It's it's also sort of really highlighting that the, I'm the big sister, mm-hmm. I'm the businesswoman, I'm very mature, and it was just really, um, it's really a delight to see that you know the costumes were really adding to that that whole atmosphere. But yes, oh that dress. I highly recommend Googling it. It's just amazing. And they do this wonderful little silly dance, like where they're sort of on the one's on one side of a rail and the other one's on the other. And they kind of keep dipping and ducking under. And, and he's really trying to be a creepo and get with her. And she's like, not having that. And eventually she like, nicks his keys and like gets in his car and drives away well, and leaves her him there. Car. Oh, was so her car? she takes her keys back. Oh, fuck that. Just like, good for you taking your own keys back. Yeah. Like, you should drive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fine. There's definitely a lot of these overtones of like, I can't wait to have a marry, uh, man come and yeah, marry this me. this is definitely not doing anything for women's movement. No. Like, and I think as, is... as a modern woman, it is a little, a little frustrating maybe um yeah a little tough to watch but you know you if you put it in context yeah exactly a lot lot of grains of salt with this one yeah Yeah. so you can't you can't wear it too much thinking that um this is going to move the pendulum on the time yeah Um, yeah definitely just let that go so that was great we could probably finish out this entire episode just talking Oh my God! We yeah, he's forward. out. Oh no, no, no. Well, well, it does cut to the next day, and they're having um, another amazing swim fitting in her swim office. Swim fitting, which I thought was hilarious, which was interesting because I was like, I've never fit anything in my life with a girl crouching down in that position. Yeah, she was like crouched down, almost like in a, like some weird like pose, model pose, and I was like, Are they fitting it specifically for a shoot? Are they or checking they, the fit? Like maybe I don't. I don't know. But, uh, it was a nice looking suit. Yeah, it was burgundy, and she was super cute. It was burgundy with black appliques on it. Which I thought was actually kind of cool because it kind of almost it kind of referenced the previous garment, which yeah. I thought was interesting, even though Esther wasn't wearing it. And I was yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it's a coincidence Maybe color it's a choice, but I thought, it was, yeah. I thought it was actually kind of cute. And it was funny to see, like, they have all, and it, it's totally not like this, by the way, but they had their sketches oh, up, yeah, you know, yeah. like, that's not that's not yeah. how it really is. But it's just, Let's it's just fun. perpetuate the dream. <laughs> exactly. It is the sort of dreaminess of how we yeah, kind of wish, how, how we wish it, it would operate. 
Um, yeah, but she, and then uh, she's also in like really sensible gray blouse and skirt. Again, mm-hmm. she's back to her business lady attire. And she's wearing that same. It's got that same asymmetrical front, which I know yes. there's a lot yeah. of asymmetrical button placements for her. Yeah, I think which is interesting. It's like it's like a double breast, but it doesn't have any buttons on the other side. It's just right. an interesting like. It's drawing very, the eye, like but it's very areas. closed. It's yeah. very closed up. She's very They're always very buttoned up. up. She's business. Yeah. She's all business. She's, she's all not, business. She's not sexy. Business. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty. Which I forget what the oh, and uh, well, Joe on. comes like he doesn't he Joe the business, the, the, ex, the business partner. He comes and sort of is like, hey, you know, like maybe want to go on a date again. He's always trying to yeah. date her, and she's like. Ah, Know there's that. like the sudden there's a sudden turn where he's just like I I love I'm interested in you in yeah. a romantic way and you're like oh okay you're like I guess that's happening yeah it's, which I was like all right a little yeah there's a little bit of a push for certain storylines that kind of don't feel comfortable Chuck, yeah, but it's um okay. it's okay. yeah but then she's like no you know um I'm, I I got plans and yeah. so you know she's like getting ready to go out for the evening and um, she's supposed to meet him. She's supposed but to meet then him. She goes and eventually confronts um, Ricardo Montalban. Right, because yeah, that's right. She's supposed to meet up with Joe, because, and then right because she hears that um, she hears that the maid is from saying Bay. like yeah. yeah. Oh, they, well, oh yeah, they're right. Because remember they have they have the <clears throat> they have a maid, and uh, she's obviously a woman of color, <laughs> also a little uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. it is, it's, I mean, just in the way, uh, yeah. anyway, it's, it is but it's cool. Cause you know, she ends up sort of moving the story along too, because she lets Esther Williams know that her little sister went over to O'Rourke's apartment alone. Right. And, and so she's like the fuck. And so she actually doesn't know cause she doesn't know Red Skelton. Right. She ends up not putting it over to the real O'Rourke, the real Ricardo Montalban's apartment. Right. Cause she's like, and, we had a deal. You're dating. We're going to, yeah. I went out with you. So you're not supposed to be dating your sister, but apparently, um, Betty Garrett's just like I'm gonna fuck I'm gonna get mine yep and so, so she quickly gets dressed in a lovely tonal ensemble oh, dress really with pretty. fur and hat and it was just totally glamorous and she shows up on yeah. the Caro Montalban steps and he's like oh my god gift from heaven yep. come on in and yeah your sister's not here but hey you wanna stay for a drink I know and then this, they do which by the way yeah. I can we talk about his She he won't let her into this one door yeah and then she opens it and it's a Bar, a pull-out bar. That's no right. joke. It's like a swing-out bar yeah. with the bar built into the door. It's. I was like, where has that bar been in my life? Because I would love to have this like sort of James Bond-style fold-out He's fucking bar. Quagmire from Family Guy. <laughs> that was what it is. It's a full giggity giggity goo. I thought he'd be like giggity giggity goo. It was you know, so, like, <laughs> I was like, that bar is from, that's some pimp-ass shit. Yeah, I was, it was like, the business. baller. Yeah, it was like, pretty I'm baller. Gonna, I'm going to turn a closet in my house into that bar yep. one day. And so he pours her a ridiculously huge glass of whiskey. Uh, well, not ridiculous, but my 1949 standards for a lady of her size, probably right. a stiff drink. And but then they, they sit in the couch. And we need to go back, though, and talk about the gown that she Well, right. I was going to say, let's go it, back before we go, move on. Yeah, because this is like, this. It's, what, it's just one of those perfect, it's like, this is this whole scene is just setting up to a piece of but the gown that she's wearing is this like rosy gray color and it's got like an overlay and the whole thing is beaded from tip to tails yep. with concentric, it's like concentric rows of like beads that are scalloped and it's like, like a wave course, pattern. Like, yeah. Also highlighting that she's a mermaid. It kind of, like, it has that sort of. And the way that beautiful beads look on screen is right. amazing because they always look like they're like electricity is running through them. 
yeah. so beautiful the way that they do it. It was a gorgeous dress that, like, at first it looks tonal, and then she, she's wearing, again, one of those amazing fur, like, 40s capelets mm-hmm. where it's kind of got the strong shoulders. And she takes it off, and then it ends up being a tonal thing where it's, like, ivory to gray to, like, a soft brown. Yeah. But it's all kind of... Color, I don't want to say color blocked, but it color is, blocked in a 40s it's way. It's like blocked. It's like the top is over. It's like oh the, my gosh. It's like the skirt comes up into the bodice, and then the bodice goes over the skirt. So you have like the sheer on top, that double layers, and then it's like a. It's, I thought it was a new genius. It was style. amazing. Was like, That's yeah. And then the sleeves were all that sort of like 19. Like early late forties, sort of like mm-hmm. um like extended uh, or short sleeve kimono thing where it kind of bunches, yeah, and like just, just awfully draped. And you can tell there's like so a little pretty. soft shoulder pad mm-hmm. in there, yeah. kind of propping it up, but it so has pretty. an almost like a Grecian look to it, which I do, you know, I, I always, think is very I, classic. I really love those like kind of like short kimono sleeves that mm-hmm. they do in the period because it kind of like drapes nicely. Yep, in the sleeves. Yeah, I think that that's really beautiful. They're really flattering and um, yeah. And then, of course, this number is basically turns into Baby, It's Cold Outside, yep. which nowadays is a Christmas song. Yes. But this one, it's just sort of like a, a song that they just sort of wedged in there to show that they want, you know, it's like that the people just want them. Yeah, pretty which, much. And then I got super confused about the seasons because even before yeah. the song started, he talks about it being a warm summer day. Yeah. And then I'm like, bitch, you're in fur. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Is that your summer fur? What's sun, going on? It's a summer weight. I, I was maybe it was it was mink. It was like her summer weight mink. Or yeah, you know they have like summer weight furs. You know, warm weather fur, warm, warm weather wool. Like you know, spring weight wool. I'm like, it's a it's a lightweight fur. Lightweight fur, could, apparently. Something you could throw on in a warm. <laughs> <laughs> that you don't get too because, cold. Right? It was just very confusing. And then we really started questioning the seasons. Yeah, because then it was Baby It's Cold Out. Yeah, yeah. Which won the Oscar for Best Original Song that year. Actually, yeah. Which was kind of a weird story because apparently the song was not brand new and had been being performed on stage. Right, in other, yeah. In other, by the writers, actually. Like yeah. The writing team who made the song had been performing it professionally. But I guess they just, they're like, yeah, fuck it. It's, and it's interesting because I don't normally, I've never song. really, yeah, but I've yeah. never really thought of, whenever I think of that song being sung, I never think of, you know, um, Ricardo Montalban and Esther Williams singing right. it. Like, I don't, yeah. but and even though they got the credit for it, technically it's rewards. becomes the flip side where yeah. Baby It's Cold Outside, right. she's got to get, like, Esther Williams has got to get away, and then it flips to Betty Garrett and Red Skelton, right. and it's, Baby, it's cold outside. Red skeletons, like baby, I gotta go to wet. Yeah, like, and that's really funny. It's like the really first funny. half of the song is with the big sister, and the second half of the of the song time was with the younger sister. And the younger yeah. sister's a total man eater. Yeah. But then there's some really, like really, yeah. It was really like, great Aw. because again, more physical comedy with just two amazing comic geniuses. Like there's these great, like at some point, you know, he's trying to get out, basically trying to get out of his own apartment. <laughs> And he's walking out of his own apartment with her hat and coat on. And, like, it's just, there's a it's lot of, really like, funny. real silliness where it's just, you know, it's adorable. Which I lo- actually really love that she was singing it, that Betty Garrett was singing yes. it as a man-eater. Because I feel like this song kind of gets a little bit of a bad rap nowadays. Oh, it's creeper like, A creepy rape yeah. date song. And I was mm-hmm. like, it's just one reference. I think... I'm going to say, you know, there's one reference to Hey, What's in this drink? And that could also mention the fact that it's a strong drink. You know, yeah. It doesn't have to be a roofie guy. Yeah. It could just... Say, what's yeah. in this drink? What's in uh, drink? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've all, you know, those, everything's, you know, it's fine. I look it through the lens of the day. Yep. But it's, I like that the song ends up becoming, um, you know, Betty Garrett taking her sexuality into her own hands. Yep. She's and like, once again, in a ponytail yeah. and lots of white. She's like, I got you know. to get lenses. <laughs>
Watch out for the girls in ponytails with <laughs> yep. white because apparently they are crazy yeah. DTF. <laughs> um, good. So there's that. Her dress looks like. Oh yeah, that dress was actually really cute. It was like white with um red. Oh yeah, it was like it was a red. It was a white dress, and it looked like it had burgundy stripes on it. But the stripes looked like they were barbed wire. Yeah. I literally wrote that down. I was like, it kind of looks like barbed wire, yeah. which I liked. I liked it, it too. Almost it's almost like, like aggressiveness yeah. about her. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, is that barbed wire? And yeah. It is. That's kind of an amazing But choice. she still had like the little tiny foofy mm-hmm. hat that was wh- like stark white, you know, yeah. and her little ponytail. And it's just really funny. Like, like you know. If that was a conscious decision of the costume designer for her in barbed wire, I was like, that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um. And then back to Oh, and then we go to Casa Cougat, which um, I just wrote Casa Cougat equals amazing. Again, if I could have the time machine and I could go back to 1940, I want to go to this nightclub. It looked amazing. It was so cool. We saw, like, it opens up where there's, first of all, it's darkness and you just see hands. And they're hands with, like, bone bracelets and they're all moving around, almost like like, uh, Jacques Cousteau, Beauty Beauty and the Beast. It's very interesting. And And then it just pans out into this amazing orchestra and singers and it was a pretty long and, oh my god it's a long, long number, set a long number really cool and then these dancers and they're in these like flowy white chiffon like crop tops and skirts and flames and it also it, it went from like being sort of south american cha-cha-cha to like tiki yeah like a tiki reference and then suddenly and then like, like sacrifice it was, it was like jungle human sacrifice it situation was, it, it was, was we weren't sure what country, what get what jungle they were they had bones jungle. in their hair yeah. it was it was kind of fab i think at one point point the the they were playing jawbones like cows jawbones were being like hits like an instrument wow. i was like this is the most bizarre it was it was of, bizarre it and was, kind of goth like yeah. in a in a, almost like a well it makes me think of like maybe why they used um uh in the, the beetlejuice remember oh, how yeah um, with um deo and all mm-hmm. of, using deo. of course that wasn't xavier kugat that mm-hmm. was the uh, that was another stuff uh, Trying a blank, never mind. But you get the idea. (laughs) But um, yeah, so it was actually a really cool number, and this was the one where I. This is the moment where I was like, okay, I kind of think I know what they're doing with using Xavier Kugat as like Mm -hmm. as a like a meeting place for everyone to come to, and it was a reason for him to be in the movie, and then also a way to like feature him to the audience as being like, okay, the audience loves Xavier Kuga, so we need to put him in there so that it yeah. basically puts asses on seats. Exactly. Which I thought More was More shoehorning, really cool. but it was done in, once um, again, a very glamorous and very amazing really way. Really great way. I, love, really I actually amazing. love these, like, these uh, floor routines, or the floor show numbers, where yeah. it's like kind of a floor show, but it's also just like yeah. a long musical number. Well, like, and I think if, like, if you put it into perspective of like, I remember, like, when I was a kid, if I saw a movie, I'd buy the movie. I, I would love the music, and I would not know anything about the music. Yep. You buy the soundtrack, and you end up discovering bands and people that you never would have normally known about because I was growing up in Houston, Texas. And I would think if you're in the middle of nowhere and you see this big, glamorous movie, and you're like, who's it? I've never seen anything yeah. South American. And if, I think this would be a really amazing and inspiring thing to watch and see if you loved music, maybe didn't have a lot of exposure to a lot of different cultures. Because honestly, if I look back then and I saw that I was, I'd get myself an Xavier Cugat uh, uh, record. Oh, I want, yeah, I would think, I'd buy that yeah. shit. You know, I'd buy that soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought I, that was really great. Yeah. Um, so then, at this point, after the number, it basically like calms back down, and right. it basically shows that the business partner is waiting for Esther. Right. And he gets stood up, and he's a little bit bummed. 
Um, and the extras in the scene were dressed amazingly. Amazing. At one point, there's an extra who walks by, and she's wearing this green hat that looks like she's literally wearing a headdress. And I was like, why are they dressing these extras oh to God. pull focus from it what's actually happening? Expert but scenery chewing. It was like amazing. Really good. It was like, amazing. Whoever's the costumer on set being like, okay, this is what you're going to wear, crazy extra lady. Yep. It was, it was really cool. It was like, and, is, yeah. And so our, our, uh, the exposition, our, our business partner here, Joe, he's sitting up at the bar and then all of a sudden this, uh, his oily bookie friend comes yeah. up to him and starts well, talking to him and asking yeah, about stuff. Yes. And so, you know, he's like, where's the mermaid? He's like, I don't know. She's out with some oily polo flower <laughs> and he's like hey what's polo and he's is it you know and he's and he basically says that's a rich person's sport and it can make a lot of money and you know of course big dumb book he's like a, mon- a lot of money eh and he finds out that you know and then of course and then esther williams shows up with, with ricardo montabon, montabon which i was like and they a, get a table yeah which i'm like i'm not sure why they why she decided to go out with him at this i don't know well it was they, cold outside it was so cold outside go, gotta go, <laughs> go somewhere yeah she's um, like i gotta get away so you want to come with well, me kind of cool. takes off joe he's a little yeah. perplexed by this and then he basically yeah. explains to the bookie that like yeah she's with that guy over there and he's a big coxman and he's whatever and <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically talks shit about him but also says kind of implies that he's worth something yeah. and um and then walks away and the bookie you already know that like something's going to happen with the bookie situation yeah, he's yeah he's he's seeing dollar signs in in the uh in Montauban. Yeah. Um, but then Joe goes over to their table and he's like you know and ends up dancing with um Esther Williams and um and that was actually when when they like, we, they see shots of her dancing. That's when I could really see the bugle beats. Yeah. The because beats at first were... I just saw a little bit of sequin, but she's got the fur is off, the hat gets kept on. Yeah. But you really <laughs> don't understand choice. that. But like you really really see. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's got to go. She's yeah. just going to stay for a couple dances. She doesn't want to get totally half undressed. Get about. <laughs> um, so what I thought was really cute was what, um, which I thought was hilarious was when. Um, they were dancing, when Montauban and Esther Williams were dancing, and it was like our song, the song that they were they danced to earlier was being played. It was like, oh, that's so adorable. And of course, every single woman on the dance floor knew Montauban, yep. even though he's from South yeah. America. Yeah, so like he's dancing <laughs> every, with Esther Williams, and they're like, hey, hey, Jose, hey, what's up? Yeah, and, every know. single woman knew him in that yep. bar, but he was from South America. Yeah. Which, How many times did you come to America and bone lady? Quite, quite a bit, yeah. He yeah. was just working his way through all of them. So uh, they yeah. were all like, thanks for playing our song, it's so adorable. And I was like, Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how you know each other if he's from South America. Yeah. Like, All, but also, this is just adding to the fact that Esther Williams like, this guy is fucking cagey. Yeah. And so when Joe comes after her, she's like, you know, he's like, hey, you want to dance? She's like, yeah, yeah, I want to dance. And so she like goes up and he basically does what I call <laughs> yell dancing. Oh my God, that was so funny. <laughs> he yells at her the entire time gives, they're dancing, yeah, gives, gives her shit and won't let her talk. And he's just like, I can't believe you're doing this. Yeah. You're going out with this dude. He's yeah, talking. yeah. Yada, like what the fuck yeah. yada yada he's just like and, I don't know why you're doing this blah blah blah, blah. but also staying on beat which I thought yeah. was pretty nice you're like, you yep. even though you're upset distraught oh yeah yelling. no and that's why it, it was it was functional yell dancing <laughs> functional <laughs> yell dancing. <laughs> because he did make his point he danced 
and they danced well, but there was a lot of yelling. Yeah. And every time he would, and then he would be talking to her about, you know, I can't believe this guy. And, and then they would pan over to Montavon, and every time they did, yeah. there was another not lady, at the, lady at the table. So it was kind of adding to her thing. She's like, hey, no worries. I'm just going out with him because he's going out with my sister. I'm just trying to keep him from my, my sister, this creep. And he's like, oh, okay, that's cool. I get it. And so they, next thing you know, they go back to the table, and there's like, what, ten like, ladies there? <laughs> there was a bordello of ladies. <laughs> Just kicking it. They're just like, hey, boo. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> they were doing what? <laughs> they were what? <laughs> they were sliding up their seat. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, terrible. Right. But they were, they were all. They were like, they were like, baby's back in town. Got <laughs> <laughs> to get me some of that before he leaves. I was like, uh, I'm like, all right. But there was one of the chicks was wearing a gold lame number that was crystal pleated. It was very Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. I was in China. Oh, and yeah. everybody looked stunning. They, they all stunning. looked yeah. amazing. I Definitely. mean, <laughs> why don't we clearly he str the struggle is real. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Esther Williams is fucking gorgeous, but there was a lot of fucking gorgeous in that yeah. room that and he had to choose from. He was beating him off with a stick, apparently. <laughs> Um, so then, basically, so she's like, I don't have time for this, so she bounces, and, um, and then eventually the monsters get wise, so their yeah. plan, so that's when the monsters are hatching their plan, and they're right. like, we're gonna kidnap O'Rourke. Yeah. So, but, of course, they go into the stables, and they find O'Rourke, but it's Red Skelton. It's Red Skelton. So, and, again, more yeah. more situational mistaken comedy would be identity. mistaken identity. And, um, of course, the, the, the muscle, he's big and stupid, big and, and stupid. you know, he just thinks Red Skelton is the guy, and it doesn't help when Betty bursts in, and yeah. she's like, oh, my God, because you're totally O'Rourke. You're, you're totally this guy. <laughs> and I can't identity. wait to be your wife. And, you know what? I bought my own engagement ring today. That's <laughs> that okay, right? So also creepy. Yeah. And then she's just like, she's like, I'm getting married even if I have to do it myself. <laughs> she was just like, she's she a woman on a mission. Yeah. She's like, I got has my a ring to prove it. <laughs> has a ring, will travel. She's like, I am getting engaged, and here's the ring, which I bought myself. It's cool. Don't worry about it. You can then loan me some money later. <laughs> yes. And this is also where it gets a little bit awkward because Betty leaves, and then Red Skelton basically gets chased by the goon. Yeah. But Somehow, it didn't take long for him to, to be chased from the stables to, to the, the swimming area, swimming which area. I'm assuming is part of Esther Williams' place. Wait, like, yeah, they, that's it, right. I thought that geographically, that, this was very odd. To yeah, because I think now that you pointed out, I think at one point they—it's like the pool was next yeah, to the polo field. And, yeah, because the polo field, the stables, Betty Garrett drove to the stables from yes. the office. In the beginning of the movie, right. and now Red They're Skelton like just like other. runs. He's just like from, literally just like hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, runs from the stables to the swimsuit. Where Betty area. is there, and she's helping to yeah. run the rehearsal. The rehearsal of the the water ballet. Right. Which. Okay, sure. Yeah. Let's just so, say he's a fast runner. Yeah, so he apparently he's a fast runner and a fast changer because not only does he run over to the area where the ladies are, you know, about to start swimming, he changes into a lovely two-piece <laughs> with a shower cap <laughs> yeah. and runs out there with all the ladies to try to blend in. Yep. And um, he does some blending all right. I love that there's... I love <laughs> and that, it's hilarious. I love that this is two for two now that we've had the... the 
guys have to get away from a situation. So what do they do? They dress, dress in, drag. in drag. Bugs Bunny style. <laughs> like, straight up Bugs Bunny style. And they're like, no one is, suddenly no one is the wiser. Yep. Which I'm like, these are pretty funny looking dudes. Yeah. And they're, or they make, they make more looking women oh, than they do the guys. So I was just like, sure, yeah, this is plausible. Like, it's cool. But it was yeah. made for some good comedic comedy. I'm yeah, sure. there was some really great comedy yeah. because they're basically, they're practicing their synchronized swimming moves, but like on the patio outside of the mm-hmm. pool. And so he kind of gets caught up in that. And that's really, really funny. And then he tries to, he almost like, he, this is where, again, geographically, I don't know how, he swims himself off the pool patio into the polo field. No, it was a croquet. Croquet field. Which so, I don't know. They never mentioned that was the first mention of yeah. croquet field. There, was there, like, okay. there was more than one occasion of people getting bopped on the head with either croquet mallets or polo mallets. Yeah. I do yeah. like I do like that. Um, so basically, so basically, Esther Williams's office has a factory on, on so it has a factory on site, offices for design, um, a swimming pool where they do showroom. show a swimming pool slash showroom. A polo an out- field and an outdoor pool an out- yeah. with the patio where well, they were this practicing. Was outdoor. Yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that seems was, to be like separate was, from the showroom, from from like right. the giant mountain showroom. And then she had, and then she also had a croquet seat mallet, like she had a croquet yeah. set up. So basically, it's the Google office. I mean, I, I'm thinking she's got it all. That or it's like a ranch in Marin County. Mm, I don't know. Good for her. I mean, she's yeah, good a, for her. That's some good for her. Good for her. She's got business. Business is booming. I mean, like, I'm, she's and got maybe all it's that. in Malibu. Maybe. Good, oh, because it's Malibu in the 40s when Arnold was there. Maybe. 30? Mm-hmm. Oh, or it's just a Yeah. Magic. So, um, yeah, so basically... Um, so the goon gets the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up with Red Skelton. And, of course, he doesn't know that till he brings the guy back. And then the bookie's like, yo, you got the wrong one. I'm going to send out a smart guy next time. Peace. <laughs> There's a sad moment where the, the dude yeah. is like, oh, yeah, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Like, like, oh, poor little buddy. Like, come on. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, and then it cuts to, then so then, and then it cuts to Joe back at the office with Esther, and she's working late. She's working late on a very hard swimsuit idea. She's been inspired by polo, so and so a, she's yeah. doing a polo-inspired a swimsuit. Polo-inspired swimsuit, where it's like, it's a polo. It's it's a polo outfit from the Gim Gam. So that's like, pretty much not, it. Literally, I think it even had. I mean, it's, it's a pantsless it polo outfit. Polo outfit and with no sleeves. I'm like, okay, I'm like not a stretch there. Yeah, it, it's like if you made a leotard version of a polo yeah. outfit. It, and that's then, pretty so much he it. gets also um, business partner gets all concerned that he's she's like she's too into him. And yeah, he, she's like I'm not in love, but it's like honey, you are straight up strong. Yeah. You are in love with this dude. You you just you want you want to make it. You just you know what? Yeah. You want the Latin D, you want him to take him away from all of your dream success <laughs> and be his wife. Because you know um, that's gonna be fun. But there is definitely a moment where she takes her jacket off, which reveals a belt that's like a metal belt with like yeah. a ta- like a charm thing and like fringes yeah. in the front. It was like bold choice, but I loved it. Yeah, like, she was very again, once again, very buttoned up in her business that, suit, but she just that glamour had to beat bleed through a little. Was very, it was almost in the eighties. Yeah. Was like, okay, yeah. Cool. Like I like the, the the use of jewelry as as functional penalty. Oh yeah, me too. It was gorgeous, and um, um, yeah. But then in the end, you well, know, she she agrees to meet with him, right, Joe, and. and like she's like, how oh, about a cozy dinner? And she's like, I'll meet you in an hour. I'll be ready in an hour. Yeah, and this first, is again MGM time. So yeah. remember, she's gonna meet him in an hour. Remember that. And then she rips up her picture and her little sketch and throws it away because you know it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm done with it. And, and then, then she, she goes for a swim. Goes for a swim. Goes for a swim. That's what she do before she's, dinner. Yeah, she's gonna meet him in an hour. 
in an hour <laughs> for dinner. For so somehow she managed to go from her very buttoned up, very glamorous suit to a very glamorous red one piece mm-hmm. with oh my goodness, her hair was like oh wrapped God, in a scarf. Hair. She had like a snood, oh. some sort of like beautiful red snood, and I was like, and she was definitely rocking some beautiful like hair extension situation oh in that God, movie because so they had these much. beautiful like halo braids on her she and had, like, her wonderful hair. hair. Point. On point, and even like, in the pool, like her pool, yeah. her pool hair was I'm amazing. Sure I could swim like that, and my hair not get messed up like that. The, you know, there was something in her autobiography, and we'll have to we'll have to sauce this. But I remember there was she said that she had a hair her hair people like came up with some sort of concoction that involved oh. Vaseline, and they would sculpt her hair cool. to make it totally waterproof. That's kind of dope. But then washing that shit out must have been a oh, bitch. Gross. But it was like they would have to sculpt her hair because yeah. everything else would fall out or melt out from the water. Yeah. And so they figured out. I think it was petroleum and Vaseline. I don't know some or something of that nature that they would do. Yeah. And then so basically, um, Mr. Montalban shows up while she's swimming, and he like basically proposes to her. Yeah. And um. And weird. Not a lot of dialogue or banter before she's like, okay. Yeah. Not doesn't take much convincing, but then also he basically like just offhandedly mentions um, she's like, oh, what will Joe do? And he's like, it's okay. He's got the business. He'll find another girl. Well, I was like, wait, she's got to quit her job? Yeah. I was like, wait, to marry you, she's got to quit her job. They super Which, glaze over all wait, of this. Just, just sort of like offhandedly. And she's like, okay. I was like, wait, she has built a, a bathing suit empire and she's yeah. just going to walk away? Joe had nothing to do with building any of that. Yeah, he that built was it around all her. about her. Yeah, he, he just, just signed like, the check and like she made and, all that shit and happen. she's like, bye, Felicia. That's what she's planning. Bye, Felicia. I'm out. Like, really? And she wasn't just a spokesperson. I mean, like, you really get the idea. She was a full-on designer. I mean, honestly, I'd love to work with a designer like her. She knew about how the factory worked. I was like, She knew about sizing and grading. She was the face of of it. She did proportional drawings. She was reasonable and fitting. (laughs) I can't tell you how much this would have been great. I was like, wow. I'm like, just the fact that she was so willing to give it up, I was like, okay. Different time, I guess. Very different times. And so, but, yeah. All right. All right. But it, and it, but it wasn't fully fleshed out. It was no. just, it's like they literally go, just go, like, marriage, ta-da! You know? But it was like, I guess it was an understood thing that they, yeah. that she's just like, maybe. That's what you do. Maybe she knew all along that when she, that one day when she gets married. She's just going to give it all life, up. Her, her career just goes away. I, Which is so um, sad. So, so sad. There's that. <laughs> and then so they cut, you know, Smash Bang cut to her apartment. Yep. Where um, her business partner, Joe, comes to after her, her marriage proposal. Yeah. I think this is where to- he goes to pick her up for dinner in an hour. Mm-hmm. So mind you, it's been an hour since she. Oh, and she looks smashing, by the way. Okay, She's yeah, back into some sort of sensible, well-tailored suit. Right. I it's, still um, haven't figured out how she gets all this done in an hour. I because she's got. Um, so she's wearing a beautiful, like a beautiful tan suit with contrast white lapels and like, it's gorgeous. And again, with the novelty button placement, it's like a double breasted, but it's got a triangle three button, like, um, two, three button, like placement in the center front and like uneven hands. All this. I was like, there's a lot going on. Just, and then this beautiful gold chain that goes under the collar, but over the lapel. Mm -hmm. It was, it was. It was, there's a lot of subtleties in this because it was a gorgeously, first glance, you're just like, this 
first of all, the suit, it yeah. fits her like liquid. It's whoever just was, gorgeous. Whoever was the tailor of staff yeah. was not fucking around. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm bored, and I'm going to make some amazing suits, and they're going to be playful, and they're going to be amazing. Yes, and that's like, what it was. It was like, play. It's, it was this really wonderful balance of like muted soft colors and playfulness. Yeah, very yeah. interesting button placements, interesting And it, And also tied her back to uh, her sister as well, because mm-hmm. I felt like you could almost see a little bit of cohesiveness in their costumes, especially when they were together. Yeah. You, um, especially in that scene, because when Betty shows up, it almost is like they're in the same kind of suit silhouette, but with like different details and colors. Yes. Um, and then, so yeah, so Joe shows up and he's going to confess his love to her. And then um, Esther Williams, yeah, so she's there and she's, you know, um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta quit the company because I'm getting married to the part of Montalban. And yeah. I just, again, I, what the what? I, yes. Um, and then Betty busts in and says that she's marrying Jose Oh, O'Rourke. right, yeah. And of course, nobody knows that there's two Jose O'Rourke's. So, yep. so um, Esther Williams loses her shit. <laughs> yep. But Betty's like, gotta go. What's in the fridge? And like, <laughs> like walks off. And then, um, Ricardo Montalban shows up at the door and, and she, she's like, uh, excuse me, get the fuck out. Bye bye. And yeah. she, it shuts the door in his face. And as he's banging on the door, the goons come up behind him with chloroform, mm-hmm. knock his ass out. There's a lot of knocking out in this, in, yes. in this, uh, so, film. and they take him out and take him away. Mm-hmm. So then, um, at this point, Red Skelton escapes through a, through, um, you know, madcap, madcap comedy, of course, because right. that's how Skelton does. And then the polo game and the overwork is missing. And so, yeah. So basically, the polo game starts, it kind of cuts to the next day when the yeah. polo game starts. And then O'Rourke is still missing. Right. And, and they've been holding Red Skelton like, the whole time. Yeah. But and he so escapes. they do a wonderful scene where he basically puts a whole bunch of weight all over the all over the goon and escapes. It's some weird little hat trick that he pulls. Yeah. And, uh, but it moves it along. And <laughs> it was a little long. Well, there was, there was definitely a lot of, just like the Xavier, the Xavier Cougat sort of insertion. Right. I feel like the red skeleton bits were sort of an insertion, just like in some ways, the Esther Williams things where it was just like, they're kind of shoehorning in a right. lot of these, just, like, like there's a lot going on. Right. They came to see Esther swim, Cougat sing, yeah. and skeleton do some Throw himself all over comedy. the, all so the floor. Like, yeah. Well, we have to make these bits a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then, so they're at the polo field, and Betty is looking for. She's like, "Where is Rourke? I can't find him." And she's wearing an amazing suit. Oh yeah, yeah. It's again white, lots of yeah. white on her. But then it's got lapel contrast lapels that are like red yeah. and white, like mostly red. Yeah, the little white, revers like, are her, her lapel are like this red so fabric cute. with little and then dots on one on the hem. Just one little one, corner turned back. So cute. It's it, like, really cute. Up on the side, it's buttoned. It's yeah. Got, it was like, oh, it's adorable. It's some really, really so cute, cute, like simple details, but like really stand out. And then, so there's this whole thing where she has, she goes and finds Red Skelton and tells them that he needs to get in the game to help them win. And then, of course, there's comedy ensues with trying to get him into because he doesn't want to play because he has zero idea. There's how to a do it. really beyondly funny and highly physical scene where it, it involves three men and one woman, one woman trying to get one of them on a horse. <laughs> yeah. And it, it they all alternate at some point getting on the horse, getting off the horse, getting knocked down. It's just it's, it's so physical and I'm they must have had to make like four suits for Betty and yeah, for Betty Garrett because she's in an all white suit and she is all up on the mud like <laughs> several times but keeps getting up and it's a crisp white suit. Yeah. So Hollywood realness <laughs> And then, um, so basically, it gets to the point where he's in the game playing some sort of like playing as terribly as possible, but somehow winning the game, which I think is yeah. hilarious. Knocking himself um, out and accidentally scoring. Yep. 
And then there's a lot of those, a lot of those close-up shots where it's him on a fake horse, obvious fake horse, just running in a black and a blue screen. Which I say, I always think it's hilarious when they do those. Like people on yeah. obviously <laughs> shiny plastic fake horses. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. With like the 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 film background, and it's just like, like rocking the, yeah. back and forth. And like, <laughs> like, cool, Mad- magic of children. If it wasn't for Red Skelton's rubbery face. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, the pool, um, so they cut back and forth between the game and then um, Ricardo Montalban, and he's upset that they're losing, but somehow the police, police bust show up. in. They're like, and Speedy Gonzalez and the police have found O'Rourke, which he's I was totally like, missed how that got like, thrown that in there. That must have been some really a great, um, really wonderful police work there to find O'Rourke in record time. Again, aggressive with, shoehorning of story with here. Zero, with zero, um, with zero evidence to go on yep. or zero, like, they just had no, they had no leads on this case, but somehow they found him first track. Um, I was like, okay, that, I guess that's how it happens. Um, and South America wins the wins the polo yes, match without yeah. help from Ricardo. Without help, well, no. And in fact, uh, Rod Skelton goes up to take the trophy, and and was there with Betty Garrett, and um, and they they have a little bit of banter there. But then um, Ricardo Montalban shows up and takes the cup, takes and, the cup, and accepts it on the behalf of the team. It's like, bitch, you didn't do shit. Oh, no work. Neither did the team, really, because uh, well, he did all the scoring. Yeah. I was love that he's like, thank you for my cup. I was like, you weren't there. You feel you just feel entitled to this cup at this point. I was like, okay, we guess that's cool. <laughs> Whatever. Have your weird cup. <laughs> and then, of course, um, Esther Williams shows up and is like, what's happening? Blah, blah, blah. And then... Yeah. And, and then it's okay because Betty Garrett all that, all right? Betty Garrett clears it all up. The identity is no longer yes. confusion. And you know what it's going to end oh. in? Double wedding! <laughs> oh my god! But, a reason for existing, sister! But of course, before the wedding, one has to have a water ballet. Oh, right. Because Let's just get this water ballet done before water, the proposal happens. Because the water ballet was some sort of exhibition in tie-in with the polo match. Let's not forget this. Yep. Because what goes better with polo matches than water ballets? I, 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 mean, I can't think of any. A water ballet that's showing off the latest swimsuits for that the, that were designed by Master Williams' yep. company, which I'm like, okay, it's a stretch, but I guess they're related. Yep. <laughs> I guess somehow the polo community and the swimsuit community are somehow intertwined. You know, it's a crossing of cultures. <laughs> yes. Crossing of cultures and beliefs. And, and we, you know, they were just ahead of their time. Yeah. That's what it so, was. Um, Basically, they just cut to the water ballet, and it is. I it mean, is. It's just uh, pretty epic. I mean, there's uh, a lot of cuts. Like it's you can a tell, fast it's, been water he- it's, a, it's fast. So there's a lot of. There's definitely a lot of heavy editing where it's just like slew of like you know you just see jumping in the water, jumping in the water, yeah. a lot of that. So it starts out where there's a lot of like slow swimming with some like long ribbons and yes. Esther Williams oh, pops great. up from the bottom and it's like in a spotlight. It's gorgeous. She does some like quick swimming around like beautiful water ballet and she's wearing this amazing, amazing. swimsuit that's like biased. It's like diagonal striped with like thin or like narrow black stripes on a gold swimsuit. It's all sequins. All like, sequins. Just stunning. Oh, Absolutely Williams. stunning. And it, and it really I mean, has a beautiful effect on film, like so when she's gorgeous. under the water. Um, yeah, and, and she wears gold, like it's, amazing. She wears gold. Like, I mean, it's, it's like just, sheer. It's like Esther Williams. It's like what? It's Esther Williams at her finest. It's it perfect. really is. Like, and you, yeah. you can, this is the moment you came to see. And she has this amazing golden headdress on. I mean, she really is like yeah. million dollar mermaid. All she's the other girls in the pool beautiful. had like um had more had big had like the same size of crowns mm-hmm. but they were they were like wire and see-through whereas right. hers was like solid it was 
It was perfect. And then they had them all in, I believe, in like white suits. Were they all like the background so. the ones? The ones that were in that, the beginning part yeah. were all in white. It was yeah. So and I and I think that was what they mentioned. Those were the ones that Cold California had provided right. for free right. for the movie. Yeah, that and, was like part um, of the deal yeah. with Sheer Broker, which is yeah. really cool. So. Really, really cool because this is the first time that we ever see swimsuits without zippers. Right. And people forget that these were swimsuits back in the day were kind of a beast um, in order to keep them tight and hold on you and not shrinking or bagging or any of that stuff. Um, it really required a lot of nipping, tucking and zipping. Yeah. I mean, th this shit straight up had zippers and I know a lot of people can't imagine this is the time that, before, you know, before proper lycra, was rep, proper spandex, lycra and so. spandex and rubber, you know, no. they were using rubber um, in, in some time, like in some places, but it's, we all know that, gets really gross when you wear it in chlorinated pools and yeah. everything. So very interesting. Great, great little tidbit yeah, there. So that, so that was wonderful to see. And then of course, yeah. Romario, Ricardo Montalban just appears out of nowhere appears in the water. Out of nowhere in the and water. He's swimming and he's like, shall we die? It's in gold trunks, but with no sequence, because he, he's a man. Yeah, but of course, this whole she thinks that he's on his way back to South America. Right. So of course, it's like a wonderful, beautiful reunion. Surprise! He swims up out of the water, and the whole and just you know. But there's takes a her short clip before that happens where he, he quickly talks to Joe. Yeah, they like. And there is almost like it. a final arrangement of like, and he says something where he's like, well. You know, the girl gets the guy, the guy gets the girl, and you, you get the business. <laughs> and didn't he seem a little sad? He, Joe seemed a little wistful about like that. He, he was like, those, he yes. I feel like he had one of those moments where he's like, yeah, he did get the business. So I was like, that was quick for him to be talked into this. Yeah. Very interesting. He didn't so, seem too salty about it. He but did he not. He, he went along with it. Pretty yeah. Quickly. Um, which is, you know, it's always got to work out in the end. So and, you know, also, P.S., good luck trying to find another Esther Williams, because we haven't found one since. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, good luck with this company. I wish you don't have a spokes model and businesswoman and yeah. a designer. So it's Head cool. Head onto your factory. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so they swim and dance which is actually really gorgeous so back to the swim yes. so, it's back, um, so they swim and dance after their reunion and then it just cuts to like madcap diving montage oh my gosh madcap like, diving montage um, and really amazing though kind of a brilliantly yeah. choreographed so there's like lots three, of men two, in uh, I shit you not hot pink trunks that was so hot pink and shiny trunks hats. and sailor hats sailor hats and hot pink trunks mm -hmm. and the guys were like literally lifting the girls and like help propelling them off yeah, like the platform. Yeah, flipping them off the platform. Like it was amazing. Them. It was really cool. I was like, lots of acrobatics. Yeah. Really, it looked really fun. And too. lots of girls jumping, or they were wearing these adorable like one-piece white suits with little skirts. But then the underside of the skirts were hot, were the matching hot pink. So yeah, like oh. it was really neat because you see them jump and you see that pop of pink when their like so skirt cute. came up, <laughs> and it would match back to the guys that were standing up on the corner. And so, so it's just little things like that, like the play of the color, and and then. You know, the fluidity of seeing stuff done in swimming, like yeah. in swim and water, is just, it's so spectacular. And, and they dreamy. were apparently, like, I didn't, apparently these, like, big water shows and stuff were huge back then. Very so, like, big. big very, shows. very big in, like, 30s and 40s. Yeah, where they do, like, these huge water ballets and synchronized mm -hmm. swimming and stuff and, like, diving, beautiful diving and exhibitions and yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh, and they would do, like, full-scale, like... Yeah shows with like storylines yeah well and that's how esther williams got started because um she was slated to she was an olympic trained slated to go to the olympics for 1940 but then they were canceled because of world war ii oh, and so she became an aquatic star um so yeah and it sort of it was it was sort of an accident in how she got involved but she you know 
she wanted to be an Olympic swimmer and she was an athlete, she is an athlete, you know, um, which I think is really great because they even kind of show that in the beginning, you know, they show her racing and that's how she gets discovered in the first place is, you know, but I think that's what makes it sort of bittersweet. It's a very beautiful, you know, epic movie, but the story, I guess, even for my modern eye, and maybe who knows what I would have been like in 1949, it felt a bit sad for me because to me, I, I would never want to give up. I, know, yeah. I couldn't imagine giving up the life yeah. that she had just so that you could marry somebody the idea and live it, in a country yeah. you've never been to before. Yeah, they didn't address the fact everything. that she was going to be going back to that country or not. Like, yeah. It was just like, the, they, it was kind of unspoken. It's like, it was very unspoken. Was like, there was a was very unfinished, it was just marriage. Yeah. Like, it was a sort of blind, like, the, sort of a blind race to the finish for marriage, but um, not really sort of, yeah. And, and it, in that way, it felt a bit... It was a good movie. It was great, but but you know, it's like that part to me was a bit anticlimactic, you know. But it was beautiful. Yeah, the movie as a whole was really beautiful. A lot beautiful close scenes. Yeah. So you just have to look past the, you know, like. I mean, ideally, know, he like, he would have moved for her, or they would have yeah. continued a long distance no, relationship and worked that shit out. Seriously? And how long are we going to exist in a point? But I, again, it was that whole matriarch patriarch thing, you know. Oh, she's making a fuck ton more and has way more job longevity. Right. I don't know how much polo players make, but, um, but maybe she got bought out for a decent amount of money. Yeah, maybe. Know. I like that we're literally putting our issues onto this. I know, kids. I know. Let these fictional characters live their lives. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically yeah. the whole, you know, like, finale, final kiss on a platform surrounded by beautiful swimsuits yeah. women and then fade out. Fade out, like, yeah. The movie's over. It yeah. Was, it's a really cute movie. I love it. It was really cute. It yeah. was very fast paced. It was um just visually stunning and all over the place. And you I mean, just like when on the town you can really tell people are working their ass off to make this happen. Yeah. And they are giving it their all and they are everybody's just so on point. Everybody looks so perfect. Hair, makeup, everything is perfect and singing is great. Um, yeah. I really loved Xavier Cougat and the music yeah, and everything. Really cool. Um yeah. Can't wait to watch some more Esther Williams movies later. Can't wait. So um, that's it for episode two. Yeah. Um, I welcome you guys to connect with us on Facebook, Old Hollywood Realness, um, which is easy to find. And then Twitter is at OHR Podcast and the in on Instagram on at Old Hollywood Realness. So drop us a line. Let us know what you think. All that stuff. Rate and review us. Awesome stuff. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.